You're listening to the No Life Skills Podcast with your host, Ashlyn. My advice for other sex workers, don't do what I did. Giving you an inside look at the fascinating world of sex work. Yeah, a little bit awkward, but uh, informational, I guess. Connect with other professionals and allies of the industry. I was like, wow, this is easy money. Now, join the conversation while we share inspiring stories on the No Life Skills Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of No Life Skills. I'm Ashlyn, and thanks for tuning in this week. This week, I am joined by Dana Sweet. Dana is a sex worker from Edmonton, Alberta. We came across each other on Twitter, and right when I started the podcast, she was super excited, super supportive, reached out, and she wanted to be on it. So I'm very excited. Dana came from the streets of Edmonton. She nearly got killed in one of her other jobs and then became a sex worker. She's super awesome, super nice girl. I'm very excited for you guys to listen to this episode. It's been a while since I've recorded anything because the last few episodes I did ahead of time and took a little break, but I am back and feels weird to speak to the microphone again. Yeah. And I just want to let everyone know that at the end of this episode, I will be doing some questions that people have sent in. So make sure you listen to the end for that. I just didn't really feel right putting any questions at the end of the previous two episodes just because of the heavy subject matter that Lula and I discussed. And I also just want to say thank you for all the great feedback that I've gotten on those episodes. It was a pleasure to have Lula. Make sure you go listen if you haven't already. And I know some people are very invested in my billboard and what's happening. So I have no update this week. I'm taking a bunch of classes coming up in the spring and summer. So any money that I was going to put towards the billboard, I have spent on my education because, you know, here we have no life skills. I'm trying to get some life skills. So maybe in a couple of months, I will revisit the billboard situation. But for now, you won't be able to see my tits on a billboard in Edmonton. So sorry about that. And just a word from our sponsor, which still is me. Please follow me on Twitter at adore underscore Ashlyn and follow me on OnlyFans. That's moreashland.com. New content is coming very soon. Thank you to everybody who's written reviews and gotten the free trial link. I really appreciate it. And yeah, hope you guys enjoy the episode. Let's get into it. So hi, Dana. Thanks for joining me today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I am (laughs) Dana Sweet. I've been in sex work for about two and a half, three years. Married, kid, family, that whole jive. Awesome. Are you originally from Edmonton? I am. Born and raised here. The furthest I've ever lived out was Bonacourt. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, cool. I don't get far. Okay. Okay. So you like Edmonton then? Uh, that's debatable sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> right? I could definitely move somewhere more summer. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. More than two months of summer. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the... Uh, 18 months of winter. Yeah, no one yes. that. <laughs> so what is something that you're passionate about? That was a hard one for me. I find that I will get passionate about many things individually, randomly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a little bit of my weirdness or what, but I, for the most part, I am passionate about my kid, about, I enjoy helping people, whether that's through, oh heck, just about anything, watching my neighbor's kid, all of that kind of donating your goods to the shelters, that kind of stuff makes me happy. Mm -hmm. And so does camping and reading because I'm kind of lame. 
I don't put no, that's, that's nice. Far, too much. <laughs> so that's what you like to do for fun then? Read yeah. and camp? Yeah. Camping is me and my kids jam. Awesome. And do you tent it or do you have like a trailer? Oh, we tent. I'm like <laughs> old school, throw down some blankets, have your tent. Good enough. Yes. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter's trying to convince me to get a RV. She told me we could buy it and just go live down by Jasper and her dad oh. could come visit us whenever he wanted. That would be nice. <laughs> I was like, um, he might get a little upset, you know. He lives oh, with us whatever. now. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I We're see. We're not okay. separated or anything. So she's just like, no, no, it's all right. It's all right. That's funny. <laughs> What's a good book that you've read recently? Um, I'm into a complete supernatural kind of stuff. So currently I'm reading Revealed by PC Cast and Christian Cast. It's a mom-daughter duo. But I'll read just about anything if it has to do with werewolves, vampires, or witches. Okay, very cool. Awesome. And so you mentioned to me on Twitter that you've had some weird jobs. So I would love to hear more about your weird jobs before sex work. I don't know if it's weird jobs or weird encounters while you're on the job. Tell us about some of them. Well, I used to run gas stations. So you get a, quite an array of people in there. Mm-hmm. Some of my more difficult stations were on White Ave or 118th. Mm. Nice. The great the parts ghetto. of town. Yeah. I have found people peeing behind garbage cans. I once did a lot sweep and I was very confused as to what was on the very far corner of my lot. And the closer and closer I got, I then realized it was like a 12-inch dildo, testicles and all, that someone had just discarded on our lot. How could they? Those things are expensive. (laughs) That's what I thought. I was like, this is 120 (laughs) bucks. You just threw it out? Oh, God. Yeah. I found half a pair of pants. And I don't mean like the bottoms cut off. I mean like literally ripped down the middle. One leg, one pocket type deal. That was a little strange. Wow. They really had to get rid of those pants. Maybe to pee behind... The gas station there. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I've, oh, I've met people that have stolen from me at the store out at other functions Hmm. and called them out. My favorite was at Rexall. Some lady had came in and stolen Tide laundry soap because, you know, it's like 15 bucks at a gas station. Oh, yeah. Four load kind of deal. Yeah. And then I saw her, I want to say like a week later at a rock concert. And me being me, I'm a loud mouth. So I scream across Rexall, hey, that's that bitch that stole from me at the store. <laughs> and, and did she heard you? starts looking around like, what, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, that one right there. It was, it was a little awkward for her, I think. Good. Because she, she was with her family and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you. You stole Tide, bitch. You stole Tide. Maybe she wanted to eat them. That was a thing right? back the in the day. Pods? Yeah, you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yep. We used to have a lot of, when I first got 118th, there was a lot of uh, habitual drug users that would use our bathroom. Nice. Yeah. I think the worst was when I went in there and there was literally blood and shit everywhere. Like, I don't know what they did. They had some sort of party. They stood on the edge of the toilet, spread their cheeks and just let it fly or something. Why not? Right. right? Why not? Yeah. It's like the shit stains mm. on your sheets. You're just like, Oh, what? but worse. Yeah. Cause it's a whole bathroom. Oh, and did you day. have to clean it? Yes. Oh. I, I wouldn't even let my staff do it. I was like, no, none of you get paid enough for this. I don't get paid enough You need like a hazmat, a hazmat suit to clean up that kind of thing. Yes, honestly. It's a biohazard. It was, it was uh, a car wash acid that I used that they used to clean like the tracks and stuff. Oh. 
I sprayed the entire bathroom down with it. And then I used the boiling water from the coffee machines because there's the drain in all those public bathrooms, right? Mm-hmm. And I just splashed it down. So there was no anything. Oh, Dana, and you were very brave. I've climbed in that same dumpster too for a lottery ticket. How so much like, was the lottery ticket? 1500 bucks. Nice. I yeah, would do that. Yeah, there's not much I wouldn't do for 1500 <laughs> It wasn't even my 1500 Oh, yeah, well, then I wouldn't. Accidentally thrown out a winning ticket and it was this big fiasco. And if we didn't have the ticket, oh. you have to pay that 1500 bucks, your SOL. So there's no oh. way that 1500 bucks was coming out of my store in my ass. Oh, so oh my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Not, oh the my lottery God. board's real tight with their money. <laughs> that real doesn't tight. make a lot of sense. But <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you're no stranger to weird shit in, no, in your life no. at the workplace. So it sounds no. like sex work was a perfect transition. <laughs> you know what was funny? It was, I did that job for about 14 years. Wow. And then someone came in and decided to try to kill me and my three other employees at the time. <gasps> and that's when I uh, had enough. Oh my God. On 118th? Yeah. Wow, what happened? Uh, he decided to drive his truck through the front of my store, hitting oh my two, of my, two of my employees, and me and another one was behind the counter. It was a whole thing. He's still in prison right now. I think he goes yeah. out for parole in November. But We should beat him up. Fuck that guy. Dude, so do you I've, know why he I've, did that? He claimed he was having a bad day. His life was oh. hard, blah, blah, blah. Added oh, whatever we, bullshit you want here. Yeah, I've heard that before. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry. My childhood was not all daisies. And wow. And sunshine, right? I don't go around hurting people. So it was was it just random that he happened to target your store? Like no, he did, had came you didn't in, threw oh. himself a hissy fit cuz he went to a pump that was out of order. Oh. And was labeled out of order. Hmm. Yeah, so then he came back with his F150 and decided to use it like a bomb. Oh my god, that's horrifying. And yeah, so That's when I was he's... done with <laughs> I was like I'm out. This is enough yeah. for me. Holy shit. I don't blame you. So, oh, wow. So how long has he been in prison now? Oh, measly six years for attempted murder hmm. on four people. Well, that doesn't right? sound like enough. No, no. That's our wow. system for you. Oh, yes. There's uh, many flaws in the system for sure. Just a few. Well, hopefully he doesn't get out on parole or anything and he can stay you know, in there for I'm, a few more decades. I wouldn't be surprised if he got time added. He seemed like he was a dinkus, like just from mm. the get go. Mm-hmm. Like you probably aren't getting out on good behavior at any point Mm, yeah oh that's shitty i guess we'll see what happens with that god so you were working at the gas station that happened and then is that when you decided to get into sex work that that i started sex work yeah because i had done like i had been there for so long it was such a strange move because all of a sudden Mm -hmm. i was unemployed Mm -hmm. and not doing anything i had no direction and when i was younger unbeknownst to myself, I used to watch a lot of Westerns and whatnot with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And there was always those madams in the saloons, right? <laughs> I had no yes. idea what they were. I just thought that girl, she's got, she's got it going on, right? She's running the place. The guys like her, all this. Stuff. I had no idea that she was a sex worker. You and know, it's so funny to be her. That's so funny that you say that because I just did an interview yesterday with somebody else who's going to be on the podcast in the future. And she said the same thing. That's how she was first exposed to sex work was Western movies. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I guess this is common. <laughs> it is. The wild, the West was built on sex workers. Yes, absolutely. Because that the saloon had the girls, the girls brought in the guys, the guys brought in the money, popped up a town. You get the store and all of a sudden families are there. 
And then, of course, the families have a problem with everyone being a hooker. And they shouldn't. <laughs> no. Right. It's what it's what got you here. Yep. It's the oldest profession in the world. Sure as heck is. Cool. Very cool. So how did you pick the name Dana Sweet? Well, originally, when I first started, I was Sarah Summers. Okay. And I had left for a short period of time. I had kind of like someone stalking me a little bit. Mm. And then when I came back, I changed the name. But Dana is kind of because I'm I'm totally into being a geek. They're like I'm proud <laughs> of it. Let my you know geek flag fly. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm Dana, like Dana Scully. And I'm not familiar. Oh, from X Files. Oh, okay. Okay. I do know yeah, what X Files yeah. is. Okay, cool. And uh sweet from Bones after Sweets, the therapist. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. And my first yeah. one was Sarah Summers. Sarah after The Girl in the Labyrinth, because that's my go-to movie. And Summers after Buffy Summers, because again, big dork over here. <laughs> that's awesome. I love when people have a cool story to how they pick their name. Right. It's not just some, oh, I don't know. I just pulled it out of a hat. <laughs> well, yeah, too. God. Right? Cool. So, like, what, so what made you choose this? Yes. And so did you start working at the studio initially? Is that uh, how you no, got started? I or started, I had started independent, actually. One of another sex worker is a family member of mine. And I had harassed her for about eight months to, you know, take me under her wing, show me the ropes type deal. And she wouldn't. She's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then I read more and I joined CAF and I just kept consuming everything I could find on the subject. And then finally I went to her, I was like, listen, you're either helping me or I'm doing it. And she was like, oh, mm-hmm. sweet Jesus, just come here then. And why did she not want you to do it? Because she just, she was like, I don't know if this is the life for you. Like it's hard, right? It's not Like is she from anyone. Edmonton? Yes. She works in Edmonton? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And she, she, and she works independent as well. Yes, yeah. Okay. She she has worked in studios, but she's from the days like before Backpage. The good days. The good, yeah, the good money days, right? <laughs> Miss those days. Yeah, she was she was like, this is not, she's like, I do it well. I have, you know, repeat clients. It's hard to get started, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's nice. Mm. I need to pay bills. Yeah. And I'm done working these crappy shifts work for minimum wage that only steal my time away from me and my kid and my family. So, so away how I went. <laughs> away you went. So she yeah. taught you everything you know in the beginning or? Yeah, she you know, the careful stuff, the how to check for phone numbers, that listen to your gut instinct kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. That comes with time for sure. And yeah. do you remember your first ever client? Yes, yes, I do. Tell me about <laughs> them. How was it? A really simple old Aren't dude. they all? I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <I wish. laughs> right? No, he was older, must have been at least 55, creeping up on the 60, a little bit heavy set, nice fellow. He was really like really easy. I was glad that that was my first experience. It was a half hour session. He was in and out and under 20. Nice. Yeah. Showered properly, you know, the oh, whole. Oh, we love life. those ones. I know the ones who know how to wash their own ass. It's amazing. Oh, thank God. And so afterwards, how, what did you feel? Were you like, wow, that was easy money. I could do that again. Or yeah. Yeah. Like I closed the door and I went upstairs and my girl's like, so are you okay? Like, how do you feel? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I want, I want another 140 bucks. Let's, let's keep yeah. this party going. Let's do it. That's this. right. Awesome. And so how long did you work independent? Because I kind of started uh, noticing you when you began at the at studio. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, independent was just becoming difficult because we were using hotel rooms and all that. And it gets so costly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I prefer some sort of set schedule. And I find that when you're in the hotel, it's not really set, you know, it's kind of free for all. And yeah, it's hard to, yeah. Yeah. My life revolves around schedule. So I don't know. I want to say sometime in the winter, after like that first week, cause I had started around May. So by that winter I was okay. in studio working at, uh, the next temptations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how did you find out about that studio in, in particular? I had looked up quite a few actually, and tried to read as much as I could because a lot of them, their websites are pretty lax, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was I originally supposed to start at Angels and the girl never showed up for the little interview, nothing oh. like that. So I was like, you know what? Fine, I guess. I guess you don't want me to work for you. And yeah. then I contacted Allison, who manages the Exemptations. And I was like, hey, you know, this is me. I'm looking for work. She was like, great. When do you want to start? <laughs> do you have a license? All those good questions. And I was like, yes, yes. And tomorrow, well, I got to... <laughs> Like now, yes. Start today, yeah. So whatever. Okay, so so you already had your body rub license then? Yeah, yeah. I went and got it because I was supposed to be at Angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But flaky as that is. Oh, a lot of people in this business are very flaky. I'm sure you've encountered that. (laughs) Many, like I can't even cope with it sometimes. Girl, me neither. Like I'm just like. Oh, escorts don't like our being time wasted by clients yet. We, yeah, they waste each other's is. time all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It drives me insane. Oh, that peeve of mine as well. Set. And I hate being late for stuff and wasting other people's time <laughs> because I know how valuable I find my time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. I know it's, ugh, it's crazy. And so Even when you started wrong, I love a lot of those flaky girls. They're wonderful people. Oh yeah. But, but come on, flaky. it's a bad first impression to flake, especially yeah, when you yeah. want someone to work for you. Work like for you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, you're supposed to be here for an interview, but I'm going to sleep in, not tell the other girls and then say that <sighs> the studio was open as I was sitting parked in front of the door that I can see the deadbolt still locked on. Oh God. Well, you yeah. know what? You dodged a bullet because if that's how they treat new hires, I can imagine, yeah, imagine. I would assume any place like that is probably not run well. I don't know anything about that studio, but you know, I have not I'll- heard swell things. But again, it's all hit or miss hearsay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when you first started at the studio, how did you like it? How were your interactions with the other girls working there? I was way more nervous starting at the studio than independent. Why? Way more. I don't know. It was really weird. I felt because it wasn't my own space. It wasn't, it hadn't made it mine yet. Mm -hmm, Just different. Just a big change. Yeah, it felt like you were going to someone else's home and doing stuff, right? And you're like, I don't I don't know. I don't know any of these girls. How are they going to be? But everyone was super chill and welcoming. And wow, that's yeah, good. Yeah. I didn't have a problem there whatsoever. Thank God. Because... Uh, yeah. Some, <laughs> I've, I've I heard the horror stories. And I tried to be the same way, right? Like if someone new started, I try to be chill. This is how we do mm-hmm. things. You can do whatever you want. However, these are the simple things that we all adhere to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's like 15 freaking rule boards in the staff room, or at least there was when I was there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, heck yeah. There's always so many, but I broke it down to the don't be an idiot. Oh, that's hard for, for some, I find. I don't know. But sometimes they don't know if they're being idiots and you, yeah. they just, you got to just tell them nicely after like, Hey, that's not how things work here. So when you first started in sex work, did you have any preconceived notions of what the job would be oh, like? Yeah. 
And did that differ? Be more glamorous. (laughs) Oh, what are you saying? It's not glamorous. Temptations isn't glamorous. I haven't haven't met a glamorous locationer. Oh, well, right. Like I've met okay locations and I've Mm. met nice people. No billionaire clients yet. No, I was going to say there's been no Richard Gear or. Yeah. No private jets. Yeah. No one coming in and dropping my um, house on me. Oh, well, you know what? You've only been doing it two and a half years, so right. you got lots you of time to find those guys. Yeah. So no, what I, was it actually like compared to what you thought it would be? Well, I thought it would be easy money. That misconception oh. of it'll be easy to sell myself, my time. People will just hand over fist me money and I'll be rich in no time. <laughs> oh, we wish. Yeah. Yeah. But I had seen my family member, my girl do so well. Right. And I was like, Oh, this is forgetting that she is your average tall, thin, pretty where I am short. I am a BBW, right? Those, mm-hmm. It's a special niche. Not everyone goes to everyone. But there's a market for everybody oh, in this yes. business. I oh, really yeah. believe that. Yeah, there really is. That's why I like, yeah. I market myself now as the MILF. I'm, yeah. I'm, the mom next door that you want to... Milfs are, milfs are hot these days. Everyone yeah. wants a MILF. Yeah, MILF and the dad bods. We're all in now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I Fuck those be, skinny girls. <laughs> I thought it would be way easier. And, you know, it ended up being just as much work, if not more, than some mm-hmm. of my other endeavors. And what are the biggest challenges that you've had so far? I would say, because I require deposits now because of mm-hmm. time wasters. Oh, yes. Because I got tired of going to the studio, to my in-call, and then no one's showing up. Mm-hmm. And now because, you know, Tom's been ripped off once because he didn't do his homework, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to send me the deposit. Yeah, yeah. Cry me a river is what yeah. I like to tell Somehow them. that's my fault. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, when you go get a tattoo, guess what? You put a deposit down. Oh, yeah. You, There's so right? many businesses like, that require deposits. It's yeah, life. Before they even do anything. Or even cancellation fees. Like, you don't show up to your doctor's appointment, guess what? You're paying a cancellation yeah, fee yeah, for wasting called, someone's time. Yeah. You short notice, darn right. Mm-hmm. And I find that a big struggle. No one wants to give you the 40 bucks or whatever it is you're requiring. Nobody. Because they, they think that you're going to run off with their $40 and yeah. retire off $40. Yeah. yeah I've sorry. yet to see that happen. And you have a good reputation. So these guys are just noodle heads, honestly. They are. <laughs> I, oh. Yeah. I'm always like, listen, I'm not here to run off the 40 bucks. I want the whole session fee. I want you to become yeah. a repeat client and give me more of your money. All of it. Yeah, that is how a business works. Yes, but sometimes they don't understand. No, (laughs) I don't want a little bit. I want all. Yeah, why would you just take 40 when you can have hundreds, thousands? Come on. Ugh, just blows my mind and it infuriates me that men think like that. I I don't get it either. That was my biggest struggle is just, and I understand pennies are tight. Everyone's pinched. Don't be a dick. That's it. Yeah, but the thing is like, read an ad. Oh, she requires a deposit. I'm not comfortable doing that. Move on to the next lady. Yeah, it's just like if these guys would just get it in their head and do their research and realize that you're not scamming anybody. You have you probably have reviews on CAF. You're active on Twitter. Yeah, a you're a real yeah, person. Six thousand tweets. Few yeah, years of yeah. I'm not like there. It's three followers. Yeah. So yeah. you know, th- are those really clients that you want to be seeing? Because they're probably dumb as hell. Oh so, yeah. You know, I don't think I'm missing out when I decline those guys that no, don't know no, how to read either. and no, send a like, deposit. Hey, have a good day. Bye. See you later. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. So, (laughs) and what was one of the, what was the most important thing that you learned starting out in sex work? Don't let anybody push you around, including that client. Yeah. So having boundaries. Yeah. Hard Mm -hmm. and fast. So did you, do you think because you had your family member helping you out that you 
learned your boundaries pretty early I, on? I already was pretty good in things that I would and would not accept just mm-hmm. in general life. Yeah, good. When it, when it came to the sex work, it was just a harder no, because mm-hmm. you give them an inch and they'll take a mile. Yep. <laughs> and I was not going to explain to myself why I let something happen when all I had to do was say, no, we're done. That's good. Yes. Boundaries, very important in life, but especially this business. Yeah, for sure. Do you think things would have been different if you didn't have help of that family member starting out? Uh, I probably would have been a rougher start or I probably would have went straight to a studio instead of independent. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I did things. Yeah. The safety of numbers, right? Yeah. Other women around, other people to tell you like what to do and how things work. Yeah. It's a very valuable experience, I would say, rather than just going right independent. uh, Axe Michaels at the time. So I... Oh, yes. Yeah. Me and him were like Friday night hangout buddies. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what it was. You just, you hung out and it was cool. Yeah. That's my stepdad. Axe Michaels. He's great. Edmonton's finest male escort, but I think he's retired now. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. Well, best wishes to Axe Michaels. Right we will miss you. <laughs> <laughs> and so do people close to you know about your work and what do they think about it? Most like your friends, your family? For the most part, but my mother, because that's just a conversation I'm not ready to have. Yeah. But my mom's pretty cool. She's known about all my other weird stuff I've done. Like I've been in a polyamorous relationship. Me and my husband have been swingers. She's cool with, like, she just looks at you a little sideways and goes, well, it's not my life. <laughs> Kids You'll these days. you to God, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so your friends all know it's all, yeah, it's all out there. I, yeah, I have a very small circle. And I, in my ripe old age, I've decided that that is best. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I used to be younger with many, you know, I had that really wide circle, tons of friends. Turns out most of them are just acquaintances. Yeah, sounds exhausting to have that many friends. It is. Like, <laughs> why? I honestly, I have two hardcore ride or dies. And I've known them both over 20 years. Wow. And what were their initial reactions when you got into sex work? Uh, my girlfriend was like, yeah, that seems about right. You're, <laughs> she's like, you're very open this way. You're not. She's like, no. She's like, I could see you do stranger stuff to make a buck. I was like, that's right. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> my male friend thought I was joking mm-hmm, as then, a lot of people do yeah yeah because you know he laughed or whatever and then he looked at me and he, I had my deadpan face on <laughs> and he was like oh shit really he's like oh that's that's got to be different and I was like yeah <laughs> sure is sure is but that's what I'm doing he's like oh uh, are you okay I was like yeah he's like okay and that was, and that, was that cool I love that everyone was so supportive me and too. so because I was ready for a fight with someone. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, which one of y'all is going to be stupid? If your friends are trying to fight with you about becoming a sex worker, are they really good friends? friends right? No. Yeah. And so I'm assuming your husband knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's supportive. And has he known the whole time? Uh, yes and no. I didn't tell mm-hmm. him at first. Big fight ensued, which was fine, right? And fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had left. And when I came back into it, I really had left for like two months trying to figure out my life, you know? Wow. And when I came back into it, I told him, I'm like, listen, this is what I'm going to do. You can take it or leave it. If you choose to leave it, I will not hold anything against you mm-hmm. because it's not fair. Mm-hmm. If you're not comfortable with this, you're not comfortable. It's okay. But this is what I'm going to do to help provide for our little family. 
and pay the mm-hmm. damn bills. Yeah, because it's a job. Yeah, we don't talk about it like, you know, you would talk about a regular job so yeah. much. There's but boundaries in place there. Yes, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. to make everyone feel more comfortable because it can get a little strange sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And so is he more supportive now or does he not? Does he still not like it or how does he feel? I think he's very much on the fence. I don't think he likes sharing me in any sense, mm-hmm. which is sweet, but... But you're paying the bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if, you're, if your husband wanted to go become a male sex worker and sleep with other, let's, let's say women, let's pretend. Yeah. As long yeah, as he comes I, home paid at the end of the day. That is correct. You're not hurt. <laughs> you're making yeah. your money. You feel okay. That's all that matters. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and so how do you balance a family and being an escort? Like, do you have more time for your kids now because you're a sex worker? I want to say I used to. But right now with how slow things are because COVID and, you know, some people aren't seeing people. And I now have, this is my third job. I deliver food. I clean houses. I have sex work. And I oh do like online sex work. You're a busy girl. I am. <laughs> I am. But everything is like part time, you know? Yeah. Nothing is yeah. all full time. I want to say sex work takes up the majority of it because of it mid work and that kind of stuff. I don't know. I think I'm balancing everything okay. No one's complained yet. My house is still standing mm-hmm. and there's not piles of laundry in the corners. That's great. Right. And are you still happy? That's good. <laughs> and are you still working at the studio or are you just independent now? Uh, I just I'll do appointments there, but I I don't have time for shifts anymore. Yeah, I see. I see. As much as I'd love to. Yeah. I so just you... for that other people interaction, right? Because let's yeah. be honest, when you're an independent sex worker, you don't get to see other sex workers a lot. Oh yeah, it's very isolating. And I think community is super important in this business yeah. just to debrief with people who know what you're going through oh, and yeah. to talk to other clients. Cause you can talk to your friends about it if they know what you do, but yeah, all you want, they don't they understand. Don't no, mm-hmm. they, they wouldn't. Yeah. And you can't expect them to like, mm-hmm. you know, and they probably just look at you weird. Sometimes my friends do. <laughs> right, they're kind of, uh, they're kind of scared. <laughs> yeah. Are you wanting to tell me this story? Cause I don't know if I want to hear this story. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And you can always pick up shifts here and there if you want to. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah, no big deal. So you can go talk to other people besides clients. That's nice sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, heck yeah. And so yeah. you're pretty open on Twitter about having like a husband and a family. Do you mm-hmm. think that people are like clients in particular are judgmental about you being so open? If they are, they haven't bothered to point any words in my direction. Mm-hmm. I've known one person to be like, oh, well, how does he <laughs> listen? I don't give two craps about his job. Is he happy? Yes. That's how he, that's how it is. I don't know. I haven't had too much backlash as it were, but I'm sure it keeps a few people at bay. And mm-hmm. if you have a problem with it, that's fine. But those are also typically the married men. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's, you know, they're goes both ways. Just projecting the projecting yeah, their own bullshit yeah, onto you. Yeah. Yeah. And what they're doing. So and so why did you decide to be so open about having a husband and a family on Twitter? Because you know, so many girls do. So many girls in this business are married and have kids and whatever, but they don't necessarily post about it online. To me it was kind of a it's just me. These this mm-hmm. is who I am. My family is included in what makes me me. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you say, well, I have a family, I got kids, people are easier with their scheduling too. Because yeah. let's face it, some guys think just because you're a sex worker, you're available 24 hours a day, seven days oh, a week. Oh yeah, 
We're ju- yeah. we're just laying there with our legs open, waiting, waiting, waiting for yeah, guys. At one a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, no, absolutely. I'm passed the hell out, probably listening to somebody snore, or mm-hmm. I have a dog between my legs trying to sleep. Like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, how many kids do you have? If you have don't mind sharing, just one, one. And I was okay. To two, but my husband took too long. <laughs> ah, fair enough. <laughs> right, I blame him because we've been together for just about twenty years. Oh wow! And so I was seventeen, almost eighteen when we met. And our first date, I realized I was going to marry him. So wow. I was ready from then on Aww. to have a kid. That's cute. Right? It just took forever. Well, sometimes that's the ready. way life goes. Yeah. And I just eventually told him, listen, I got a month left of birth control. After that, <laughs> game We're on. Baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Awesome. So in the future, do you think you'll be open with your kid about yeah. you being a sex, sex worker? worker? Yeah. I know yeah. a lot of people. Have, well, what is your daughter going to think? She's going to think I did everything I could to make sure she was provided for. Yeah. And it's, and to normalize it and to teach yeah, your kid that it's just, it. a, it's job. just a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. She watches like some of the more grown up stuff with me now. And if she has questions, they get answered to the best of her understanding. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she's like, she's under 10. She doesn't need to know everything. Yeah. But like we watched Hustlers and she's like, oh, look, the girl's <laughs> dancing. I'm like, well, that's how they make money. Yeah. And she was like, all right. Yeah. Like I can dig that. Like that's cool. <laughs> Do they make lots oh. of money? I'm like, not right now. But... Not right now. No, but back in the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say if your daughter wanted to do sex work in the future? Well, I definitely want her to be careful, right? Like use your gut instinct don't go to those dates alone. Heck, I will be your driver. Just make sure you're good. And this is something you want to be doing. And if you try it and you don't think you can do it, just stop. You -hmm. don't have to continue on with something. Mm -hmm. Like any job. I don't care what it is. If you start it and you hate it and it hurts you to be there, don't be there. So you'd be supportive regardless of what your daughter wants to do in the future, as long as she's happy and safe. Yeah, and long as she ain't hurt nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, like, she doesn't need to become a hitman or something. I mean. No. Well, <laughs> if you're real good at it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Right? Mommy wants a house in Miami. Oh, I want one too. That would be nice. God, I'll come visit I you guys. Have a big house. <laughs> Everyone can just come on over. Awesome. Well, that's that's really cool. And so, how has business been affected by COVID over this past year? How have things changed for you? Uh, things have changed immensely, actually. Because before COVID hit, last year, January, I was admitted to the hospital with random pain in my abdomen, which ended up being a blood clot in my liver, which burst and they had to go in and, you know, save my life and crap. Holy shit. Yeah. So I was gutted like a fish from where your bra meets your boobs all the way down to just above your belly button and over. Wow. Yeah. Because normally they go in and it's just a couple small incisions, but as soon as they realized that it had ruptured and they had taken their sweet time. So I was out between January 3rd all the way until May, where I oh could my God. if I wanted to. Wow, that's a long time. It was a horribly long time because there was complications and I didn't heal properly. And let's face it, the doctors thought they knew better and kept telling me nothing was wrong. Funny so, how often that happens in the healthcare system. I know, right? It's so weird. But it wasn't until I threatened to not leave the hospital that I got help. Oh my yeah. God, I can't believe it, it came to first, that. 
it was a fourth visit in the emergency room. I told, I looked at the girl and between my stay in the hospital, the surgery and having to come back so many times, I'm like, I spent over 207 hours in this hospital. (sighs) If I have to spend one more with no help, there will be no hospital. And like, I have tears streaming down my face because at this point I'm just all trauma. (laughs) I'm like, I need, like, I need you to look at this and I need help. Wow. Yeah. And that was the first time I actually saw someone from my surgery team again. And he was down within five minutes and he was like, yo, this is not, he, they had, you know, the, the surgeon had no idea what was happening because they'd never contacted him or any of that. So of course. I was, yeah. I was out for like five months trying to heal up and then convince myself that you still look the same. You're still just as damn sexy. Go get naked in front of a camera and take new pictures. <laughs> so that's when the OnlyFans happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. So like, oh, shit. Right? And, and how has that been? Yeah, well, uh, it's okay. It's a small income, right? I, I, don't, I don't do a lot of videos with other people. I do is all solo content. And I, I want to say I put about 40% effort into it <laughs> instead yeah. of more. Well, you've got other shit to do in your yeah, life, so. <laughs> that's right, and that's where I'm at. I'm like, I make sure there's posts every day, but it's not nothing's highly edited or anything. I'm just, I'm here to have a good naked time. And if you are too, come on yeah. by. There you go. So do you think it, it's more work than you thought it would be to make money on OnlyFans? No, I was betting it was going to be hard as shit. Okay, okay. That <laughs> is not the response that anyone else has told me. Everyone oh, thinks it's no. going to be so easy. No, I because I already offered like pictures and videos and mm. you don't get as many bites, right? It's more mm-hmm. it's people rather be skin deep. Yes. <laughs> right? And I get that. But, you know, at 1 a.m., when I'm not there, you can go see my OnlyFans. Exactly, exactly. And so do you enjoy making online content or are you just kind of doing it just to I, get a little I bit really extra income? Do. Like, I wish I had okay. more time to devote mm-hmm. to it because I think I could get more out of it. Not just money, but more for myself, you know? Because yeah. I found a new sense of confidence. Because even before my surgery, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm cute, sure, whatever, <laughs> if you insist. Oh. But now I'm like, yes. Yes, I'm hot. My tits, my ass, it's all good. I just have that's to have right. a star. Yeah, that's right. I love that. So do you think the OnlyFans is what contributed to your newfound self-confidence? I do. I do. Because wow. you're upfront and personal with yourself, right? You're looking oh, yes. at those pictures before you put them up. Do they look okay? Is this angle okay? You have to critique yourself so much more. I was like, no, I'm not. I look fine. But I don't know about that garbage in the background. I don't know about that. You know, that <laughs> yeah. you can see underneath my couch. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's it's a learning more, process. Yeah. So to be more particular about what other things looked like than myself. I love that. I love that. So do you find sex work as a whole to be empowering for you then? Yes. Yes. Okay. I love, let's be honest. I love getting attention. <laughs> I love getting large amounts of money. And I enjoy yes. sex. So well, there you go. Right? They all kind of just go together. And I like the flexibility. Because mm-hmm. what other job can you book two hours worth of work, make enough money to go get groceries for four people? Because let's face it, that's like 300 bucks a week now. Yeah. And be okay with just a couple 
like a couple of real hours worth of work for it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you ever experienced burnout? And what do you do to combat that? I do. And I can tell when I start getting snarky to the stupid text messages. Because <laughs> normally uh, I just won't answer or I'm real robotic about those types of texts. But uh, when they come and I'm burning out, I automatically want to rip them a new asshole. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like, okay, so I need to like put up one post on Twitter and then put my phone down for the day and yes. not like not look at it. I will avoid my phone for the rest of the day, the next two days. Do you I keep will... a separate phone for work? Yes. Okay, yes. good. Yes, very good. Because I otherwise I'm on it all the time and they will absorb me. And yeah, just, you got to have separation. Yeah, because it's just too much. Even yes. like if I haven't had anyone try to book an appointment by one or two, even though I'm available to like six, I'm like, I don't know that I'm really going to pay that much attention to my phone then. No, I totally get that. It's like you sit there all day waiting, 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 and then someone wants to book at the very last second. And you're second. like, oh, yeah. I yeah. don't even want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have it first off the bat and let's roll than mm-hmm. in the evening. I'm yeah. not a lady of the night. <laughs> yes, lady of the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Early day to be exact. Yes, Past okay. dinner time and I don't know. <laughs> that's how I am too. Yeah. <laughs> no nighttime here. No, no. no. <laughs> like that's me time, my family time. Yeah. And because you're technically self-employed, you can choose your own hours and do whatever you want. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And so what do you think about review board culture? Do you think it's helpful or harmful to the business? I think it can be both, depending mm-hmm. on the review board and how it is handled. Because some of the review boards out there let those guys go crazy with comments that should get their tongue cut out, let alone Yes. I agree. Or, or thrown in a jail cell or somewhere. Yeah. Huh? Like some of the uh, Sometimes I just want to like point the cops in that direction and be like, so pedophile, pedophile, pedophile. Oh, that's horrible. Go look at them. But, and I've also had great experiences like with CAF. I don't, I've never had a problem with anyone there. If I experience an issue, one of the admins is typically quite quick to remedy the situation. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. They are. I've had the ban hammer come down on a couple people. <laughs> Good. Right? I love because, that. <laughs> you know, you're, I'm not going to talk to you for 45 PMs or emails or text messages and still have you not book an appointment. Yeah, it's just a waste of time. Yeah, three or four. And we should have most of it worked out. Exactly. So in what ways do you think review boards can be helpful other than getting people banned? <laughs> <laughs> right? They, the community that they bring. Because there mm-hmm. isn't a lot of places where sex workers can get together. And yes. Even if that is just virtually. Right. Because there's the chat rooms, the you can PM somebody. There's a mm-hmm. lot more community there offered. And, I and how does that differ from the. Com- oh, that's most important. Yes. Mm-hmm. And how does the community on CAF differ from the community on Twitter? Well, let's face it. Twitter is a little rough and tumble. Some crazy <laughs> stuff there. Love it. I find like CAF is slightly more relaxed and laid back simple questions even if some of them are a little repetitive and everyone seems to value everyone's opinion right up until someone's rude with it and then they get told to sit back and be quiet right (laughs) yeah so since starting sex work do you view it differently now versus when you started 
Yes. Yeah. I now realize how much time is actually involved. And I used to just think the girls were lucky, you know, they were just so, Mm. and it's not lucky. It's, they've probably been up to 2am doing admin work, seeing clients and whatever else was necessary to make their business work. Yep, absolutely. And do you have any advice for someone looking to get into escorting? Oh, wait till COVID's over. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's becoming an escort nowadays. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. Everyone's only fanning it. Oh, yes. Yeah, and everyone's thinking they're going to make a quick, easy buck. And then they realize Mm -hmm. it takes months and months to build good clients, good repeat people, and that it's not so easy. Everyone thinks. Those people won't last anyways. Oh, Most of them, I don't think. No. Mm -hmm. It was even with my uh, food delivery job. All of a sudden, there was a thousand of us. Well, now yeah. everyone's selling their bags on the marketplace. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, excellent. Yes, all of you quit. Because I was yeah. at my regular hours back. It's like I just saw something on Twitter today that there's all these ring lights on eBay now from failed mm-hmm. OnlyFans girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw like four of them on the marketplace the other day. I was like, oh, not making any money, are we? Oh, that's so funny. Oh, I guess it was bound to happen, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because everyone thinks it's a swell idea until... Until it's or not. They, yeah, or, or if they don't really have anything to offer. Well, yeah, I mean, it's one thing to be hot, but you can't like you can't make money off just being hot, unfortunately. No. There's a million other hot girls. You have to have a personality and keep yeah, people coming some, back. What are you offering? I don't care if you show me mm-hmm. how to plant plants. I'll watch an OnlyFans for that. Mm-hmm. If I get great plants, it's yeah. interesting. Yes, yes. But it's all these people with they think they're good looking and but they have no personality and they wonder yeah. why they're not making money. And I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? Why doesn't like me oh yeah i know some like people like that paper bag but yeah yeah so let's see how long do you see yourself doing sex work you know what i don't know that i would ever fully leave it permanently just okay. now that i'm here <laughs> i don't know yeah. that i would like i might go quiet but i don't think i would stop anytime soon yeah, and it's something it's so easy to come back to, mm-hmm. you know, even yeah, if you, you did leave. you don't have to interview, you don't have to, nothing. You just open your legs and away you go. Yeah, you just put up an ad. <laughs> they, call, they all come running, I mm-hmm. wish. but <laughs> Or at least you hope, right? You hope, yes, exactly. What could you do if you could do anything if money was no object? What's your dream job? Ugh. All right, I have two. I, I need mass amounts of money and like Keanu Reeves is my husband to make yes. things work. <laughs> I like that. Right? But <laughs> I would love to have an animal shelter because I, as allergic as I am to all of them, I want mm-hmm. all of them and want to help all of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And you could pay I, for allergy shots then. Yes. Yes. Right? Not Because I, I take pills every day, but you know, when you got, I'm sure the pack of wild animals I'd have... <laughs> you need something stronger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Just take my nose oh. right off. Who needs it? But I would <laughs> I would love to do something like that. And I am going to be opening my own spa soon for waxes and all that kind of good stuff. That would be my So not other... not a hand job spa, like a real no, spa. No, yeah, we're taking the sex out of it. No happy endings? Spa. No happy endings. No. Okay. Just wanted Just to make that clear. service and maybe less hair ah. than when you arrived. Okay, I love that. Right? So do you have a place for that already? Yes, my house for now. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and yeah. are you an esthetician by trade? Uh, I have a few of my certificates under my belt already. Yeah, I got my wax. I got my nail tech. I got eyebrow lamination. 
I'm wow. just waiting for a couple more to open up again, but with COVID, everything's a little shrunken. Yeah. So, so are you, uh, I guess you're sex worker friendly then. So all the sex yeah. workers in Edmonton should come see you to get our right? coochies waxed. Yeah. Come get your coochie waxed. Awesome. I love that. Reasonable rates. <laughs> and so is that, is this open right now or are you waiting? Not yet. No, my husband actually okay. just finished putting the flooring in today. Wow. So yeah. how, when can we expect this new spa I'm to be open? I'm hoping I will be open for partial services starting and within the next month. Awesome. That's so cool. More, like little bits you got to collect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm actually really excited. No, that's great. I love that. I wanted to do it for a long time. Yeah. And I like being my have, own boss. So yes. It, once you're your own boss, I think it's hard to. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's awesome. And so do you have any, any funny or interesting sex work stories you want to share? Any crazy stories? You know what? You some of the ladies' stories I hear are just wild. And I'm no, like, most of those happened where you work. <laughs> dude, I I had I've had like none of those. You're lucky. Maybe things I've have had, changed now since right? I've been there. <laughs> I've had the regular simple I've had don't get me wrong, I've had the people that make no noise, don't talk and don't move. I mean and that's no, relatively normal. <laughs> it's creepy though. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not like someone slashing your tires or no, no. bringing a gun I, into the studio. Yeah, No, I, I've been like come on to shift. One of the girls coming off a shift. That happened to her car. Not me. Ooh, lucky. Know, I was like, oh, shit. I was mm. like, I guess I arrived at the right time. Sorry, Probably the same guy that did mine. <laughs> Very possibly. Uh, he does it to everyone. Yeah. The owner was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's this dude. He goes around every so often. You're like, yep. Someone yep. needs to slash his tires. Uh, yep. He probably doesn't have a car. I was thinking the one <laughs> between his legs. That too. Yes. Yes. Right? He's, if I, if he's, if it's the guy that did mine, he's a very small man. So oh. I could take him. <laughs> right. We can all we can hold him down look, and yeah, castrate him. Yeah. Just be done with it. Exactly. So you don't have any crazy stories? No. Like, oh, Dana. as it goes, I, my sex work has not been crazy. I don't know if I've avoided them. Maybe. Right. And that's probably lucky. That's probably for the best. <laughs> I know. Because, like, out of everything, I'm like, okay, well, that was a little strange, but nothing. <laughs> nothing you know, like, traumatizing. No. The guy who wanted <laughs> that's to lucky. Head on the whole time. I'm like, it's it's okay that you're bald. I don't care. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Keep that baseball cap on. Sure. Oh, man. Oh, so that's the craziest thing. Some guy wanted yeah, to fuck with his hat on. My crazy stories come from the gas stations. But yes. Remember, yes. Yeah, a drunk fellow came in and sat on my floor once, and I went around the corner, and I'm like, are you okay, sir? You can't sit here. And he was very (laughs) casual about it, sitting on the other side of the coffee island. Another guest is on the other side, like, making their coffee. Mm. And he just looks up at me. He's like, I should murder you. Would you like that? Wow. That's kind of him to ask consent. Right? And he was very (laughs) quiet and considerate about it all. Mm. And the guy stirring his coffee just stops and then stares at me. (laughs) he's like are are you okay should i do something i'm like this guy can't even stand up he's fine oh god i literally ended up dragging that guy out of the store by like his oh my god you touched him oh Um, i hope you watched i touched a lot of 118th that's why sex work wasn't so scary yeah no you came from the hood dana (laughs) like i i came from like sherwood park so when i went to the studio which is not far from that must have been a uh yeah, yeah no, a whole new up, world like in Clairview 
okay, yes. So you're, you're at the heart of the ghetto. Yep. Yeah. So I this was, is nothing. No, I was never worried. <laughs> That's <laughs> because, awesome. Uh, you came from the street. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. My city job tried to kill me. What is this one going to do? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you're, you're going to be just fine. <laughs> That's my hope anyway. I, yes. Uh, positive thoughts. Right? <laughs> oh man. Well, do you have anything else you want to share? I, I don't know. I've had a good time. I've had fun. Well, thank you for if joining me. How about crazy stories though? I'll. Yes. You have to come back up. on. Yeah. I got to hear about it. Cause it's inevitable eventually that you, something crazy happens. Not yeah. necessarily bad, but just, you know, weird things, weird. you know? Yeah. Cause there's lots of weird. Yeah. Yeah. And so where can people find you? What's your Twitter? What's your only fans? Uh, my Twitter is Dana9Sweet9, because, you know, number 99, like Wayne Gretzky. No one's noticed yep. that yet. <laughs> I have to say, guys, I'm unimpressed. Uh, um, my Instagram is DanaSweet28, and my website is www.sweetdana.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks I really appreciate it. All right. So that concludes the interview that I did with Dana Sweet. Another big thank you to Dana for coming on. She's been so sweet, literally, uh, ever since I started the podcast. As soon as I started it, she was super excited and was tweeting at me and like wanted to come on. And I think she even tweeted at me one time and was like, oh, I'll help you with the billboard. So she's a super awesome girl. And everybody go buy her OnlyFans stuff. Book her. Just so nice. I really would like to meet her in person one day. And all the escorts in Edmonton or anybody who needs their coochie wax. I don't know if the spa is open now because we pre-recorded this episode a few weeks ago. So you know, contact Dana and see if you can get your snatch waxed. I love that. Definitely love to support other women in the business with their other endeavors. And I wish her all the best in that. And now a lot of people have been waiting for the advice with Ashlyn segment or just the questions in general for future episodes. If anybody has questions, feel free to text me, tweet me, message me on OnlyFans, anything, and I will save your questions for future episodes. And thank you to everybody who's sent me stuff. Okay, so the first question I got is from my friend Cassandra. Just wanted to shout you out. Hi, Cassandra. Cassandra is a friend of mine. We went to school together in Germany several years ago, and we kept in contact. And it's super awesome that she's a fan of my podcast and says she listens every week. Really appreciate it. I wish there was like a Facebook group or something. I think there might be, but for all the other people we went to school with and did a class with in Germany, so I could send them the podcast, they'd be like, what the hell? Anyways, so a day in my life, um, it kind of depends. So as we all know here, I'm self-employed, so I kind of like to do whatever I want. And before COVID, I would travel a lot, go to town. So I'm not doing that anymore. So for the past few months, I've pretty much just been home, which has been nice, chilling with my cats. So I like to start my day off nice and early. I love to wake up early. I'm definitely a morning person. So I get up at like usually six o'clock. And the first thing I do every morning is make my bed. It makes me so happy. I don't know. There's just something about making my bed every morning. And then it just starts my day off right. So you know, highly recommend everybody make your bed. Okay. When you wake up, that's the first thing. And then if the gyms are open, I would normally go to the gym, get a workout in, but they are closed. So I'm not doing that. Sometimes I like to go for a walk super early in the river Valley. I love to go like when the sun is rising and it's still a little chilly out and there's not a lot of people out. That's like one of my favorite things to do. I also love to go to the river Valley and see all the beavers in the morning. So they're all out right now and they're super active. So if anyone's in Edmonton, definitely go for a little sunrise walk and check out all the beavers. Super cute, super fun. If I don't do that, sometimes I do a workout at home. And then I love to just have a coffee in the morning, watch the news. Love watching the news. Love to stay informed what's going on. I only watch Fox News. 
That's a joke. I never watch Fox News, okay? I only watch the fake news, okay? Anyways, <laughs> then what do I do? Yeah, watch the news for a little bit. Usually as I'm watching the news, having coffee, I start my computer work and I do a lot, a lot, a lot of computer work. I have many, many, many projects on the go. And just being an escort in general, we do a lot of administrative work and whatnot. So I guess typically what this means every morning, I will check my ads, post ads or like bump them if I'm going to work that day, post on Twitter or other social media about work or upcoming tours or this or that, post for the podcast. If I have editing to do for the podcast, I will do that. I try and advertise myself on Reddit for the podcast as well as my OnlyFans. So OnlyFans work, I will typically do some of that every single day, just scheduling posts or replying to messages, um, making new content, taking pictures, whether that's for OnlyFans or just for my other ads or social media. I also do some advertising for other women who are not very computer savvy. So I help them out with that. They pay me to do their advertising. So I do a little bit of that almost every day. I also build websites for other providers. And I recently got another client of mine, like a, like a man, he has a business. So I'm working on a project for him, building him a website for his business. So yeah, that's been keeping me busy these days too. So I do web design and graphic design on the side as well. Yeah. So I normally try and get all my computer work done in the mornings. So I'm a morning person. And then if I'm working, like escorting that day, it just kind of depends. I usually try and schedule my days ahead of time. So same day doesn't always work for me. So if I'm going to work, I'll just go to the tent behind Walmart and the lineup starts and I'll talk 17 dicks. Just kidding. Um, it just, it really depends what I'm doing. I also am doing an internship. So that keeps me busy a couple days of the week. And what that means right now, I'm facilitating some check-in groups. I also do a little bit of volunteering and have a volunteer position with another group, something that I'm involved with in Edmonton. So that keeps me busy like two nights out of the week. I go and help out with that. I won't say too much about that. I've also been taking some classes. So I'm doing a few different certificate programs right now. And I'm also about to start taking classes through university. So doing a bunch of stuff, trying to get some life skills here. So all that has been keeping me very busy. And yeah, that's pretty much what I do for most of the day. Uh, when my brain is tired from all of that computer work and starting at a computer for many hours, my guilty pleasures in the evening, just, I don't know, I like to watch Big Brother. <laughs> I like to watch The Bachelor, just trash reality TV. Um, I have... A couple friends that I hang out with just because it's COVID. I'm trying to keep it to a minimum. So a few nights a week, I'll do that. Yeah, I don't know. Keep it pretty chill. It just depends. I have a lot of flexibility. Cassandra also wanted to know, is there anything special that I do to prepare uh, before or between clients? And I would say like not, not really. I don't know. Probably just normally what you would expect, perhaps. I don't know. Like make sure my place is clean. Make sure the bed's got clean sheets, clean towels, you know, get all my stuff out and ready, condoms, lube, massage oil, stuff like that, light a candle, put on some music. Yeah, stuff like that. And then for myself, obviously, I will have a shower, brush my teeth, make sure I look like a normal person instead of a homeless person. Because sometimes, you know, if I'm not working, I don't usually dress up. <laughs> and then between clients, it's kind of the same thing. Just tidy up, do laundry, have a shower, brush my teeth, just normal stuff like that. Nothing crazy. You know, I used to know a girl who would burn sage in between every client. I do not do that, but, you know, 
whatever, to each their own. But yeah, I don't know. It's not that exciting. And then if I'm on the road, it kind of depends. If I'm on the road, I will see 17 clients a day. Okay. I'm not on the road to have fun. I'm on the road to make money. So usually I will get up early, work out, have breakfast, and then I will try and make money all day long because I am trying to waste my time. And then it just depends um, if I have to drive somewhere that day, you know, driving takes up a lot of my time when I'm on the road as well. Yeah, it's super exhausting <laughs> touring. So I don't know, those days are just filled with advertising, texting, trying to line up clients, seeing clients, driving to the next place, packing and unpacking, just basic stuff like that. I don't know. I hope that answered your question. It's not that exciting, but maybe some people were interested. Another question that I got for this week, somebody wants to know, have I ever heard of clients being hassled or arrested by the police or heard from other sex workers if they've had clients hassled by the police. I haven't really. Several years ago when I was working in the studios, I had a client. He picked me, so gave me the money. I left while he was having a shower and then I came back into the room and I was giving him a massage. And I think I was already naked or I had like lingerie on or something. So I'm rubbing this guy's back and we're making small talk, something like that. And he says to me, I got arrested yesterday. And I was like, oh, yeah, for what? <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, the police stung me. And I was like, oh, really? What was that like? And um, yeah, this guy was kind of creepy. I kind of didn't like him in the first place. So and I already had his money and was like naked on top of him massaging him. So if I knew this information beforehand, I probably wouldn't have seen him. So anyways, he told me that he answered an ad. So there was an advertisement on Leo List that he texted or whatever, set up the appointment, went to the hotel. And I think from what I remember, as soon as he walked in, the police were there. And yeah, I can't remember if he got like a, a fine or a ticket or something. But I know that when the police do stings, they send you to John's school, which is where all the guys who get stung go. They all get to sit in a classroom together and hear and learn about the dangers of prostitution. Love that. So, you know, maybe he can make some friends. And I was like, so what did the ad say on it? And he said something to the effect of like 150 bucks an hour, no restrictions. And so that's when I was like, oh my God, this guy's gross because I mean, no shade where anyone's entitled to charge whatever they want and whatever service. But for me personally, I think it's a giant red flag if an advertisement says 150 bucks for an hour, no restrictions. But unfortunately, that's the kind of ads that police post because it, a lot of guys are interested in that and will show up because they think that's a great deal and everyone's trying to get the best deal possible. And I don't like to see guys that think it's okay to go see somebody and like no restrictions. Like, what does that mean? Does that mean they're expecting raw sex? You know, stuff like that. I just, I think it's gross. So... I think that's the only time that I've heard and I've met somebody that's actually been stung. I'm sure I've met other guys, but maybe they just didn't tell me. And I think another common thing that guys are scared about, for example, when visiting studios, they're scared like that they're going to go in and then they're going to come out and the cops can be waiting for them outside. That doesn't happen. The cops don't care. You know, the only time I think that you're going to maybe run into the police is if you get stung like that guy got stung. You know, you're not going to visit my in-call and the police are going to be waiting outside. Like that that kind of stuff doesn't happen. You're very safe visiting someone who's independent and like obviously not working with the police. Same with studios. Like it's just not going to happen. And, you know, I know a lot of guys hearing that are going to be scared. And this happened in Edmonton. And I've also heard of the police doing stings 
in Grand Prairie. Um, there was one in like Lloydminster a while ago. I'm not sure how often they do these stings. Probably not often now because of COVID. They don't happen very often from what I hear. And typically I hear about them in like a newspaper or something. Like one time in Grand Prairie, they stung like 30 or 40 guys, I think. Like, you know, just crazy stuff like that. And I guess to that, all I say is you don't necessarily have to be scared, but it's like I keep telling everybody in this podcast, you know, do your research. If it's an ad, pictures you've never seen before, this girl doesn't have a posting history. She doesn't have Twitter or any other social media. She doesn't have reviews. And the ad says something crazy that sounds too good to be true, like 150 bucks for an hour, no restrictions. Well, yeah, it's probably too good to be true. And I'm not saying that every ad that says that on there is going to be a police sting, but do you really want to see somebody who has no restrictions? Like, eh, I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. I don't think people have to be too worried about that if you use common sense and book people who you've done your research on. You know, I've, it's like beating a dead horse at this point, but that's all I have to say about that. And yeah, if anyone's been hassled by the police, any clients listening, reach out, let me know. I'd love to hear your story, but I don't think it happens as much as people think. And I don't think you need to be worried about that. Okay, someone else reached out and wanted to know um, how many sex workers are dealing with mental health issues. I think people in any industry deal with mental health issues. I don't think it's exclusive to sex work. I can say in my experience, I've dealt with mental health issues over the years, even before I started sex work. And I can't speak for everybody, but I have met a lot of other women in the business who do struggle with mental health issues. I And the thing with that is this job can either help those with mental health issues or make it worse from what I've seen. And like for me, I've dealt with depression in my past, stuff like that. And when I'm doing this job and able to pick my own schedule and kind of, you know, do whatever I want, I have a lot of freedom that this industry is great for me because if I need to take time off or I get burnt out, or even if I need to take a month off, I have the flexibility to do that, which I wouldn't have at another job. And, you know, even a job that I had in my past, I was so burnt out. I was working so much. I think I had two jobs at the time and I needed a month off and like, thank God that my employer allowed me to do that. But most places aren't going to let you take a month off if you have a mental breakdown, you know, it just doesn't happen. So I am very thankful that I am in this business and, you know, have the flexibility to do stuff like that. I don't think mental health issues are exclusive to sex work. I think, like I said, anybody anywhere can have problems. The same person who asked that question also said, as a client with similar struggles, how should I respond when I feel as though I'm contributing to the companion struggles? I feel very guilty at times, not about me seeing companions, but me adding to the companions hurt and demons. Um, you know, this is tricky. I think if you're seeing somebody, if you're seeing a companion and you have a feeling that, you know, she's maybe not enjoying her time with you or she's just having a rough day. It's hard to say because those situations are tough because maybe she really needs the money, you know? I think in those situations, if you do feel that something is off and that you shouldn't be seeing this person for whatever reason or seeing this companion rather for whatever reason, I would say maybe don't uh, in the future if if you're having like a gut feeling that something is off. That being said, maybe it was just an off day and, you know, all you can do is be the best client possible for these girls because I know when I'm struggling and I have shitty clients, like, it just makes it worse. So if a companion is struggling, just be nice, 
tip her, wash your ass, you know, do all the things that I've been telling everybody to do this whole time. And you probably won't have a problem. And if you choose not to see this companion again, because of whatever reason you think something's off and you don't feel comfortable, then don't, you know, you don't have to go back. But am I telling you to never see someone who's like has mental health issues? Of course not. Like, it's just up to you and what you think is best. But at the end of the day, just be the best client that you can to any escort that you're seeing. And yeah. Okay, another question that I got. This person says, from a client's point of view, I go to one sex worker primarily and repeatedly. Unfortunately, our schedules don't often meet up. So seeing a different sex worker is an option. However, I feel bad about doing so because I'd hate to have any bad feeling from my lady of choice. Am I being ridiculous? How do sex workers feel about the regular clients seeing other ladies? I understand that there's no single answer that covers everyone. As well, we are all different with different expectations. Um, yeah, I think you answered your own question. I don't really have an answer. I can just tell you my personal experience. So if I have a client who sees me regularly, I personally have no problem with them seeing other girls. I just, I don't own any client. I don't have a monopoly on my clients, my regular clients. No escort does. And if she does, well, I strongly disagree and I don't think I should anyone should be treating their clients that way as a monopoly and be getting upset if they're seeing someone else. Because guess what? This is a business. Clients go elsewhere all the time. You probably might not even know. You know, my opinion is that this person, you're not being ridiculous. I understand where you're coming from, but I think if you want to see somebody else because the, your schedules aren't lining up, I think it's totally fine. And you don't even have to tell the person that you see regularly. If you think they would have a problem with it, just don't see them. You know, this isn't your girlfriend. This is your escort and you're her client. Okay. And for me too, like my regulars, if they want to see someone else, I'll like tell them who to go see. Like, I don't care. Like I'll recommend other ladies for them to go see and tell them to report back to me. You know, I'm just not one to think that I own somebody because I don't, you know, and I've heard really unfortunate things on Twitter about like other providers reaching out for references and then the pr other provider getting mad and like, saying that they've never met the guy or the provider reaching out to the client and being like, what the hell? Why are you seeing someone else? And it's just bad, bad juju, bad karma. OK, what goes around comes around. If you're going to play that game and think that you have a monopoly on clients, I just think bad things are coming your way because if you give good service and treat clients with respect, they will probably want to come back. So that's that. So short answer. Don't feel bad. I think see another companion. OK. Everyone's different, though. That's just my opinion. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for the questions. Like I said earlier, if you have questions for future episodes, please reach out. All of Dana's information, all my information will be in the podcast description. And make sure you subscribe. Give me five stars on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. I really appreciate it. And if you write me a review, send me a screenshot of it to my Twitter, my OnlyFans, and I'll send you a free trial link for a month to my VIP page. And I hope everybody is enjoying this nice spring weather and getting outside. And I hope COVID is not getting everyone down too much, but we will get through it eventually. I hope everyone's doing okay. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next Wednesday. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of No Life Skills. Follow Ashlyn on social media at No Life Skill or at Adore Ashlyn. Be sure to like, comment, and hit that subscribe button. We'll see you on the next show.